Curious Naked Diatribes. Curious Naked Diatribes. Curious Naked Diatribes. My first guest on Curious Naked Diatribes is a dynamic and inspiring woman with much to tell us about the Caribbean experience. She is the president of the Caribbean Studies Association, the former inaugural director of the Virgin Islands Caribbean Culture Center, where she also hosted a radio program, VICCC Notes. She is a community activist developer, educator, publisher, author, ordained priestess, and media technologist. It is a true honor and a pleasure to welcome to Curious Naked Diatribes, Dr. Chinzira Davis Kahina, former inaugural director of the Virgin Islands Caribbean Culture Center. And I just saw on the UVI website, the Alexa of Caribbean history, as I understand. <laughs> so if you want it, whatever else you want to add to that introduction, feel free. <laughs> Well, first and foremost, I want to thank you, Jason, for even inviting me because you do a lot of really powerful work. So to just be a part of this Curious Naked Diatribes podcast gives us an opportunity to have discussions on things that are about culture, about heritage, around healing, around arts, around technology, around spirituality that really support life. And at the same time, we can make some socioeconomic and sociopolitical commentary because we're still human. And when we speak about our shared humanity, it gives us an opportunity to talk about some things and deal with some connections and linkages around things that are really positive. So yes, a lot of persons remember me as the VICCC director, the inaugural director. And as I have ascended and moved into other works. A lot of what I'm doing now is still a continuum of dealing with the arts, you know, cultural creatives. I have always been central to history because I've always asked these questions of what is and what for and why. And I always come back to the how, like it's one thing to talk about what's happening in history, but then how are we going to transform it or how are we going to change it? So that lends itself into some of the other conversations and dialogues I'd like to have with you this day. Yeah. So when when I uh, started spending a significant amount of time in the Virgin Islands, I had this sense, this growing sense that um, there was a lot to learn from the Virgin Islands and the, and the Caribbean that just, that wasn't necessarily a part of North American education, you know, what people typically might understand about the Caribbean. And um, so maybe if you could just start by talking about some of the things uh, that you would consider essential to, you know, that understanding of the, of the Virgin Islands, you know, the, its culture. Virgin Islands history is intrinsically linked to Caribbean history, which is like the center of civilization or even the center of the earth in a lot of ways. A lot of energies, person, ethnic groups, nations, all gender have passed through the, this space that people call the Caribbean. And being that we're speaking in the context of being in the Americas, so-called, it's really important that we go to the beginning. When persons think of Virgin Islands history, many times they will just think of the colonization piece. 
and the uh, particularly the Eurasian colonization piece or enslavement of African people. And they forget that this is a space that has a very long, you know, like millennia upon millennia linkage to original indigenous to some native people. So whether you call them Native Amerindian or Native American or Indiana or whatever term you use, you know, it's a, you're speaking of like original people that were here before all of these different socioeconomic influences and the so-called era of discovery or whatever doctrine is highlighted um, before papal bulls were engaged in this space. So I know that's a big part for persons, but it's like when we think BI, you want to look at it like a, a lotus flower. So it may look like it's small and has a small bud, but as it keeps opening up, there's like more layers and more petals and it'll go from two petals to four petals and it just geometrically becomes millions upon millions. And that's what the Virgin Islands has been, right? And so, and it has different names. So some persons may refer, for example, to St. Croix, not just St. Croix or Santa Cruz, but they'll say, I, I. And then when you start here, we'll speak of others, you know, a, a, a Taina name for this space. And then it takes you wider and wider because all of these islands surrounding the Virgin Islands, all these islands throughout the Caribbean, Central and South America, and Southern parts of Mexico had indigenous ancestral names. It's just that in 2023, we tend to just focus on what we think is the most recent. So it kind of limits you. So when we speak of Virgin Islands history, and I've said this, you know, whether I was teaching it, whether I was singing it, whether I was bambula, doing bambula dance and engaging in it, it was to encourage people to see that from a very humble, small seed, so much greatness, as well as challenges, so many triumphs, as well as antagonisms, so much peace, as well as war have come through this space called the Virgin Islands. So some of it is, yes, looking at the indigenous ancestral native experience and how that influenced here. And, and yes, some of it is looking at the uh, colonialism and how that has worked for, against, et cetera. And some of it is looking at enslavement, but it's also looking at resilience and how not everyone that passed through the Virgin Islands were enslaved or even indentured. Many were free. And they just, because they came into a space where there was indentured servitude and enslavement, they knew how to navigate. So if they had to look like they were part of that to and still maintain their freedom, and that's the part we don't really speak about when we speak of the Virgin Isles. So yes, it's about, you know, we love the beaches and we love you know, the sun and it's tropical. And, you know, we love the hospitality, the usually warm and welcoming hospitality that is part of this space. Uh, of the Virgin Islands. And at the same time, we do our best to ensure that the Virgin Islands doesn't become a space where we're worrying about raping the Virgin Islands, right? One of the annual events linked to VI history is the Dollar for Dollar Culture and History Tour, honoring the 1892 coal worker strike on St. Thomas. This was one of the first non-violent protest that was successful in the entire Caribbean, right on the Isle of St. Thomas, right around that area on Main Street, right from the wharf coming into what we now know as Main Street, because back in the day, the water actually came up into the 
those areas up by Main Street as we shared in that historical tour. And one of the things that's really interesting is that that whole concept of dollar for dollar, as it's come to be known, is that the laborers, because enslavement was officially so-called ended in 1848 in what was formerly the Danish West Indies, now the Virgin Islands of the United States. So between 1848 and 1890s, the conditions of labor were very challenging and the method of pay and the type of work were also very, very challenging. And in the 1890s, there was a number of other things happening outside of the then Danish West Indies, now Virgin Islands. And you had things like the Mexicans, um, Mexican silver rights. You know, you had where the value of silver became valueless. And that's what some of the Danes were using to pay the laborers in these in this coal labor tradition, right? And so there's this particular event allows for persons to have an interactive, more like a Chautauqua. You know, you're seeing people dressed in a particular attire of that period. You're hearing people speak about what their experiences are. For example, women carrying 80 to 100 plus pounds of coal on top of their head going up a plank to put it into these steam engines so that there could be transport. You know, again, St. Thomas, the Virgin Islands becomes very central to even transport and trade and commerce and the economy in the Americas because they were gathering coal here, getting these laborers to do this and then giving them worthless money. So of course it created an uprising and there were people that wanted to recreate a fire burn similar to 1878 that happened in St. Croix. And then there were others that put down their machetes, put down their sticks and hammers and said, we just want fair wages for our work. We want dollar for dollar. So that's where you hear that whole thing of dollar for dollar, you know, and, and you started hearing roll Kaziah roll. You start hearing these different songs that persons were chanting and it was around having justice and equity in labor, period. It sounds very familiar. And so what they've done inside of this particular event has been, you know, this whole dollar for dollar. And I want to make sure persons here, it's not just dollar, D-O-L-L-A-R. Sometimes you just see dollar, D-O-L-L-A-F-O apostrophe, dollar, O-L-L-A. It's not always in that quote-unquote, standard English. And it allows persons to come. There's like a moving gallery. Some of this, of course, is now available digitally, you know, and the whole idea is for persons to come walk through these different historic sites along the side of Charlotte Amelie and the Isle of St. Thomas with historians, with griot, the families that have the legacy and knowledge of this space you know, from mouth to ear, literally, you know, this is what my great, great, great grandmother said. This is what my grandfather tell me that his grandmother tell me that type of piece. And then understanding what was going on in the mind and just the spirit of people that were going through this. And when you speak of Queen Keziah, she was not only a, she was a bambula queen in terms of keeping the tradition of using music, words, dance, to organize people to take action, in this case for a massive strike, that literally had hundreds, like the numbers are, the archival record says it was over 700 
laborers that walk down the street just demanding dollar for dollar. I mean, this is written in the archives. So what this tour in the 21st century does is give people an experience walking through the street, chanting dollar for dollar, learning what took place. I, some people may call it a reenactment, but it's more of a, I like the term Chautauqua because it's where one person will give the narrative and become Kaziah or become one of the male laborers or become one of the blacksmiths or become one of the assistants on the ship, right? So that you can see how they would speak, what the body language is like, and what it, you know, what it felt like to be in that experience around September. Well, this happened on September 12th. 1892 in the Isle of St. Thomas. So what exactly is Bambula? I want to say that the Bambula is a traditional creative arts style form for communication that's done through dance, through theater, through music, and a variety of other spaces. It's really grounded in the musical traditions from the ethno-musicological space coming out of the African influences in music in the Americas. And for some people, they may look at it as if it is uh, gyrating movements, but they are very controlled movements and they're done to be sensual, not lustful, right? There's different layers of bambula in terms of communicating and being able to use music, lyrics, song, so that those around you don't know that you're getting ready to start a revolution in 24 hours. That those around you make a commitment. You know, there's portions of the bambula where it's always usually in a circle. There is fire engaged. And the whole idea is that you're bringing light to something that's going to help the circle and keep the circle unbroken. It's a uh, you know, people tend to focus just on the dancing and, and like in terms of the history piece, even from the 1670s, when people were doing these Africanized types of dance step styles that were called, it was coming out of like um, Boule. Even in Louisiana, you have Bambula. In Central Africa, you've got um, Boule. In different parts of the surrounding Caribbean, they call it Bele. And if you listen, it'll sound like a ballet. Right. And Rico, you have Bomba and they connect Bomba and then you'll have Plena, which is more of the lyrics and the storytelling. But the actual drum and dance, that ruticalness between the communication of the drummer and dancer that's conveying a message and taking it to a spiritual place. That's grounded more specifically in the Bambula. And I always encourage persons to, you know, just Google and put in Bambula. If you put in my name, then you're going to find a number of, of sites where um, we're giving, you know, we have a variety of videos that give some of the history of how the bambula has developed and that it's not just dance. It's not only the drumming, but it's a fusion of that. And it's a communicative art and a very, very engaging cultural heritage tradition. So, you know, it's people refer to it as a dance of resistance many times. So that's why when I was speaking of Queen Keziah or any of the queens from any of the islands, right? And they usually, to even have the energy, the strength, the unity, the harmony, and I'm going to use a word that people forget, loyalty 
is really important when we're speaking about these dance step styles. Loyalty and discipline. Are you doing this just to frolic or are you doing this with purpose, right? And that's the thing about what differentiates Bambula from other dance, music, and cultural creative forms. Look for a continuation of our discussion of Caribbean culture with Dr. Chinzira in future episodes of Curious Naked Diatribes. For more information about the Caribbean Studies Association's 2023 Conference on St. Croix, please see the link to caribbeanstudiesassociation.org in this episode's show notes. I'll also link to Dr. Chen's YouTube channel, AST Speaks, and her personal website, chinzirakahina.com. You can also contact Dr. Chinzira at astspeaks at gmail.com. Greetings, I'm Dr. Chinsira Davis Kahina, President of the Caribbean Studies Association. We are looking forward to seeing you on June 5th through 9th on beautiful St. Croix. It's no secret that Caribbean culture and its diaspora are undergoing another renaissance. Our values, calls for self-determination, and engagement platforms are reaching a global audience more than ever. For folks like us, CSA 2023 is designed to help future-proof the movement for the next generation of academics, artists, activists, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. Get involved by registering as our guest, an exhibitor, or conference sponsor. Let's renew those relationships this summer and continue to celebrate the best of us. Join me at the CSA 2023, June 5th to 9th on St. Croix, Virgin Islands. It will be our pleasure to welcome you all. Ashe. I hope you found this episode helpful, and I hope you'll stay curious and stay tuned. Curious Naked Diatribes is a production of Javi Media. New episodes first and third Tuesdays. You can get in touch through info at javimedia.net. Javi Media.